Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Life Essentials, Living in Faith, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on March 8th, 2020. Good deal. I'm excited. Grab your Bibles, and if you would, uh, turn with me to the book of Romans. We are going to be in chapter 4, big chapter. Uh, So we're going to focus in on uh, kind of the end of it, 13, verses 13 through 25. Almost typoed this morning. I only had 22, but it's actually 25. 13 through 25. And we're going to continue in our series that we're entitled uh, Life Essentials. And I wanted to ask kind of a a follow-up question from last week. And for those of you that weren't here last week, uh, we asked the question, what what is essential for you in life? What what matters? What's what's important to you uh, in this life? If you were to make a list, uh, what would that list look like as far as what is important? And it's different for everybody. You know, some of us, it's, you know, I need food. I need health. I need family. I need this. I need that. Or I need the other. But the Bible teaches us some very specific, specific things about what God wants for us that in this life, what is essential for this life and the life to come. And this morning we're going to continue in that series and we're going to talk about faith. I know faith is talked about a lot. I know that uh, we all have faith. We all believe in something or someone. Uh, Sometimes we put our faith in the wrong things. You know, sometimes we put our faith in material things. Sometimes we put our faith in, in humanity and people and we get discouraged by that at times because those things, those material things, the, the humanity, uh, they let us down. We make mistakes. We, we do foolish things. We say foolish things. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I say a lot of, lot of foolish things. And I know I've, I've led a lot, of, a lot of people that have put their faith in me down over the years. Uh, from being in high school all the way up, there's been moments in my life where I just did not hit the mark and discouraged a few people. And so this morning, as we kind of think about our faith, I I want us to kind of talk about and look at an example that that Paul gives us in this passage that will help us to live in faith, to help us move towards a deeper faith in Jesus Christ, a deeper faith in God, our father, the God that created the heavens and the earth. And so this morning, as we do that, I want to, I want to read this passage to start out with in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So I, I think this is a, an important dynamic of us understanding our faith. See, because right here from the get go, he tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. That we have to believe. We have to trust in God. We have to believe in God. And, and when we do that, in that dynamic, faith, it draws us nearer to God. It draws us closer to God. And it helps us to live in faith. So when we have faith, we draw near to God and we live in faith in order to glorify God. And I think it's a beautiful picture and it gives us a greater understanding that we have to trust and believe that no matter what happens in this life, that God is faithful, that he'll take care of us. You know, growing up as a, as a young man, I, I grew up in a Christian home. 
And my mom modeled what it was like to have faith. I tell you, um, talk about a dysfunctional family. Um, we, were, we were pretty broken from cousins to siblings to a lot of things that transpired in our life. And, and as I watched my mother and my grandmother kind of go through all of these things that they had experienced from when they were children all the way through their lifetime to current day, I realized the depth of their faith in God, the, the trust and the belief in God that God was going to see them through and help them to persevere. And I think it just came back to one simple thing, even though they never really said that, but came back to this one passage that without faith, it is impossible to, to um, excuse me, to please God. You know, they modeled that. They, they helped us in our family to see that. They continued to model that until the day my grandmother passed away. She modeled that for us, even to the level where um, when I was praying one day and, and we were all ready to eat lunch and we were hungry. And, and so everyone usually looks to me because I'm quote unquote, I'm the pastor guy, you know, will you pray for our lunch, Floyd? Sure. And we're all hungry. So I said a quick, hey, thank you, God. Bless this food. Amen. Let's eat. You know, kind of thingy. And my grandmother just reached over to me and she put her hand on my hand and she said, Mijito, she says, don't be irreverent to God. Don't, don't be in such a hurry. You know, just put your trust in God. And it was just a good reminder to me of the importance of this dynamic of us drawing near to God. This importance of us uh, pleasing God and drawing near to him and trusting him that he'll take care of us in every moment. And those are just, it's just one little thing that, that is a reminder to me about my own faith. A reminder to me of the things that, that my mom and my grandmother and so many others in my life have modeled when they go through a tough moment and they experience a moment when they could easily move away from their faith or draw draw away from what they believe, but they draw near to God. They come closer to God in those moments. And so this morning, I want to remind us that faith is a life essential. It's something that should be on everyone's list of what they need to live on, to what they need to live with. And living in faith is such an important dynamic of our walk with God. Living to please and to draw near to God is something that each and every one of us should continue to move towards to. But how do we do that? How, how do we live in faith? What, what are some things that we can do, ways that we can understand how to live in faith to God? Well, I believe that Paul gives us this example of faith, a faith that is lived out, and he points us towards a man named Abraham. See, he was a man of faith, and because of his faith, God counted it as righteousness. See, God rewarded Abraham for living in faith. So let's this morning, before we read our passage, let's bow our hearts and let's just pray that God would strengthen our faith this morning. Father God, we come before you and we do it in Jesus' name. We gather together as the church, the body of Christ, and we come to, to encourage each other, to, to worship you, to, to meet with you, Father. So we ask that you would be in our midst this morning, that you would fill us with your spirit and strengthen our faith. Father, there, there are many things that we will experience in this life. There are many things that, that maybe we are going through in this moment of life. And the key variable for us is our faith. The key thing that, that we need to have is, is a trust and a belief that you are God. 
And I know in those tough moments, in those tough moments of life, Father, that, that we become sometimes weaker in our faith. Sometimes we, we get discouraged and, and we just don't know how to respond or what to do. But Father, I know that, that you are there for us. I know that you love us so much that, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. That even in the, in the valleys of life, Father, that you are there with us. And so this morning, our prayer is that you would strengthen our faith this morning. Remind us of your greatness. Remind us of your goodness, Father, so that our faith would be counted to us as righteousness, that we would put our trust in you, and that no matter what we go through, Father, that we would live in faith. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this moment, and we ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're we're in the book of Romans, chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 13 through 25 together. The writer says, For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God, the presence of the God in whom we believe, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope... He believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So shall our offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was good as dead since he was about a hundred years old or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised him from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. The first thing that we see here that will help us to live in faith is that God is faithful in his promises. If you look again at verses 13 and 14, it says, For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. See, what we see here is that God, through the faith of Abraham, is fulfilling his promise to you and I. It's God's grace that is being shown through this man. The promise that we would not be subject to the law is revealed through through how faith is essential for life. It is the promise to all of God's children. I want us to turn to to Galatians chapter 3 because there's a, a key passage here that really helps us to kind of understand this a little bit better. If you look at Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 21, Paul says this, 
He says, is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. And then in verse 22, he says, but the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. So that's an important verse for us to pay attention to. And then in 23, he says, now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. See, the same promise that God gave to Abraham, God is giving to us. See, it's justification through faith. It's by God's grace that we have been justified. See, it's a promise that has been given to every believer that we are children of God. See, it's God's promise to you and it's God's promise to me. And in faith, we trust and we believe. We put our hope and our faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he conquered the law, that he conquered death on our behalf, that we've been justified by faith. And we do this because we, we gain an understanding of God's love for us. We, we move towards this love that he is offering us in his grace. He says, yet that we were sinners, he offered us forgiveness. He offered us love. And it's that understanding of this love that moves us towards faith. It moves us to live in faith. See, the second thing we see here is that God will provide what we need. We put our trust in him. We believe that he's going to take care of us. We believe that he's going to provide for us and do the things that he promised to do for us from day one. If you look in our passage in verses 19 and 20, the writer says, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. Real quickly, I, I'm halfway this year to that 100 so I'm just starting my second quarter, just so you know. Dang, right? Notice the glasses? That's, that's evidence of. Darn it. All right, here we go. He says, Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. I love that last part. See, this, this amazing picture of faith that we have here is just a, a great example for all of us. Abraham's faith didn't depend on what was going on in his life. It depended on the God that he knew and that he trusted. You know, how many of us can say that? How many of us say, can say that no matter how old we are or what we're experiencing or what we're given or what we're going through, that, that our faith is what guides us. Our trust and our belief that God will take care of us is what keeps us moving and keeps us going. You know, Abraham was a great example of faith. He did many things, but he also faltered in many moments. If you look at the, the Old Testament story of Abraham, you see that he wasn't this perfect man, that he made some mistakes. He, he had some things that, that went on in his life that were hard and, and he struggled 
But, but through it all, he, he put his faith in God. He trusted and believed that no matter what God asked of him or no matter what happened in his life, that God would take care of him. That God would provide everything he needed. Even in the moment when he thought he was too old and his wife couldn't have a child. See, he needed that child. He wanted that child. And he still trusted and he believed in God. He knew faith was essential in every moment. I love that, that Paul tells us how Abraham in faith grew strong in the Lord. That his faith strengthened him. And he gave God glory. And, and through it all, he gave God glory for everything he had been given and everything that he had not been given. I think sometimes as, as Christians, we forget that, that God says no sometimes. Has God ever told you no? He tells me no all the time, darn it. <laughs> I say that jokingly, but not really jokingly. I ask God for a lot of things. I don't know about you guys, but I ask God for a lot of things. There's some very specific things in my life right now that, that I ask God for every single day. And there's a couple of them that, that God just hasn't given to me yet. He hasn't necessarily said no, but, but I haven't received those promises. I haven't received those things that God has, has promised me personally. But, but even in that, I know that, that one day that those promises will be fulfilled. I know that, that there's a day that, that will come that those things that I'm asking of God, God will say, now it's time. God will say, the day has come. And here you go. What are the promises that you depend on? What are the promises that you're looking forward to that maybe God hasn't answered for you, but you know that he has promised you you know that he'll be giving to you. What are those things that you look to God for? Are you growing strong in your faith, knowing that God's promises will be fulfilled in your life? Do you understand that, that living in faith moves you towards those things, a greater intimacy with God, a greater understanding of the things that God has for you? I think sometimes uh, we forget that that even though we don't get everything we want, God gives us everything that we need. And what's amazing about when God gives us what we need, in those moments when God gives us what he has for us, the, the blessings of life, the things that we pray for, the things that, that we trust him for, when God provides for our, our every need, it's amazing to see how it's always because he knows why we need it, he knows when we need it, and he knows why we, what we need it for. It's amazing to see. You know, a lot of times we measure that dynamic through our finances, right? Through money or provision or, or through something like that. You know, it's amazing to see how we, we plant as, you know, I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way, but we, we plant these kind of seeds of faith. You know, we say, God, you know, I'm going to trust you with my finances. And I know that, that you're going to provide. I know that you're going to take care of me. And it's amazing to see how God just orchestrates things and, and takes care of things. You know, early on in, in Genesis, our, our marriage financially, you know, it wasn't easy you know we didn't have a lot of excess I had to work two jobs and and you know do side jobs if you will my brother is a patent body guy and he used to hire me to sand cars I was that wax off wax on guy you know so a little Ralph Macchio action going there but I had to do that so so we could have some things and take care of some things and I tell you what if we wrote our finances down on paper which we do 
Uh, it didn't all play out. It didn't all, all map out. But God always provided. And even till today, God always provides. He doesn't give us everything we want, but he gives us everything we need. See, our part is just to live in faith, to trust him. See, even in the moments when we don't understand, well, why aren't we getting what we want, God? We've done everything that you've asked of us, but yet still you aren't giving me what you said you would give me, what you promised me. I love what it says in Proverbs because it helps us to kind of think a little clearer and have a greater understanding of how come we should continue to live in faith even in the moments when we don't get what we want. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I think that's key right there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own wisdom, what you think you need. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. See, I, I believe that's exactly what Abraham did. He was old, he was tired, and he didn't see a positive outcome. How could this happen? My wife is too old to have a child. And yet still God provided but it wasn't in Abraham's time. It was in God's timing. Amen. He says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, trust, trust and believe in who God is. And I think that's key right there. Do you ever think about that? Do we always acknowledge who God truly is? I mean, we acknowledge him as our God, right? We put our faith and our trust and our belief in him. But do we always acknowledge him for who he is? Is God truly God in our lives? Or is he someone that we maybe we just pull down every now and then to our level? And we say, God, you know, we need you for this right now in this moment. I want you to really think about this. I want you to really chew on that part of it for you, for me. See, when we, when we live in faith, we acknowledge who God truly is. God, God is the God of heaven. God is the God that created all things. You and I, we were created by God. Everything we see around us, the mountains, the heavens, the skies, the universe, the vastness of it, this was created by God. See, this is the God that we put our faith in. This is the God that at times when we don't get what we want, we move our faith away from. See, we have to believe that God is God. We have to trust in the dynamic of his strength, his power, his might, and everything that he is. We have to trust and believe. We have to live in faith. I want you to think about it this way. Whatever your current situation is, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing right now, whether it be greatness, sorrow, pain, suffering, sickness, whatever it is, I want you to see it as God's grace. See, because no matter what we go through in life, God is always there for us. He is always there with us. He is constantly pursuing us. 
And he's doing things not only in his own way, but also through his people to remind us of this love and hope that he's offering us. And he's simply asking us to trust him for who he is. He's simply asking and telling us, believe in me, believe in my son, know that I am faithful in all things. And all I need you to do is to trust me. And this is why, this is why faith is essential for life. I I don't know about you guys, but I think about my life. I'm I'm only going to be 50 this year. It's a long time, but not a long time. Uh, I know Zach's a little afraid of that because he's pushing in that direction. But <laughs> so I can pick back. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him in the gym. He acts 50. <laughs> I know. Bruce. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Touche. There you go. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I think about my life and, and I think about the things that I've gone through, my experiences, you know, some of the hurt, some of the pain, some of the joys. And I've had all of them, just like you guys. I've experienced them all. You know, just because they're, they're different pains, different joys, different hurts, different things, doesn't change the fact that there's still pains, joys, and, and hurts. But I think about that. And I wonder myself, where, where would I be without my faith? Because really my faith is what has seen me through. My faith is what has gotten me through. My faith is what has helped me to kind of come out of the darkness and to kind of persevere, to continue to move on. Because I tell you, in my life, there's been moments where I didn't want to move on. There's been moments in my life where I didn't see a positive outcome. I didn't see how God could make things better. Make things better for me or or people around me. But I had to trust and I had to believe. And I think it's it's the cross the board for all of us. No matter what it is, what we go through, we have to trust and believe that God is God. See, when we do this, it gives us this this greater understanding of this simple fact that Paul reveals to us here in verses 22 through 25. That God's grace comes to us through faith. See, we experience God's grace through faith. In verse 22, he says, that is why his faith counted to him as righteousness But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone. I love that. See, because he's getting to something here. He wants us to hear and see. He says, but for ours also. I'd circle that, underline that. Put some exclamation points to that. But for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and for our justification. Again, Hebrews 11.6. What did he say? He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith draws us near to God. God rewards those who love us, loves, love him. And it's for us that he did all of these things. It's for, 
for us that Jesus died on the cross. It was for us that Jesus rose from the dead. And he did it. He did it to pay a price. He did it for our transgressions, for our trespasses. I want you to think about that for a little bit. I don't know about you guys. I know I say this a lot, but forgive me for being redundant, but I'm, I know my heart. I know I'm the biggest sinner. I know the mistakes I've made. And to think that, that Jesus loved me so much that, that he would die on a cross, that he would conquer and overcome death on my behalf, that this promise that faith would be counted to me as righteousness. That if I just simply put my trust and my belief in Jesus Christ, that I put my hope and my everything in this God, that God would look at me and see me as righteous, would see my, my dirtiness, my filthiness through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he would count it to me as Righteousness. I don't know about you guys, but that's humbling. That that brings me to a place where emotionally I just have to to get on my knees and and just praise God for his grace. Praise God for his love for me. If you look at our passage, chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, kind of sums it all up here. He says, For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all of his offspring, to all of his children, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. See, God's grace is a guarantee. His love is so great that we can't help but to live in faith. I want to end our time together and I want to ask you to respond. Now, you don't have to respond to me, but I want you to respond to God. I want you to think about your own faith. I want you to think about Where have you placed your faith? Have you placed it in Jesus Christ? Have you put your trust and belief in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the one who died on a cross and rose again on the third day that conquered death on your behalf? Have you put your faith in him? If you would bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And I just want to spend the next few moments just praying together. I want to ask you, will you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Will you believe that the God of the Bible is truly the God of the universe? The one who created the heavens, the earth, everything that you see around you. That the one God that created these things wants you to draw near to him. That he loves you so much that he'd be willing to give his son, Jesus Christ, so that you can have eternal life. 
so that you don't have to be fearful, so that you don't have to be afraid, that no matter what you experience in this life, that you would know, that you would know, that you would know that he is there with you. Father, as we bow our hearts, Father, as we come into your presence, Father, we ask that you would show us, show us your greatness, remind us of it. The heavens declare your glory. The world around us expresses your majesty in the beauty of your creation. Father, there is no excuse. We all know that you are there. We all know that you are a God. Father, but the only question that we have to answer for ourselves today is have we put our faith in you? And are we living in faith? Are we taking every moment, are we breathing every breath in faith, knowing that you hold us in your hands, knowing that, that you care for us and that you love us so much? Father, that you want to provide for us and care for us and give us everything that we need. And all that you ask of us, Father, is that we trust and believe, that we, we put our faith in you, that when you ask us to go to the right, that we move to the right, Father. When you ask us to do whatever you ask us, Father, that we trust you and we take those steps of faith and we do as you ask, Father. We live a life of obedience, walking in your presence, in the power of your spirit, trusting and believing no matter what transpires in our lives. Father, I know that in moments, it's hard for us in our humanity to do that. I know, I know in moments that when the trials come and the tough moments in, in our lives come, Father, that we waver, we are weak. But Father, we know that you are strong. Father, we know that, that you love us. Father, we know that, that you reward those that, that draw near to you, Father. And so, Father, we, we want to draw near to you. We want to come closer and, and deeper into this love relationship with you. And we know we do that through faith, by believing and trusting in you. And so this morning, Father, our response is to do that is to put our faith in you, to trust you and believe in you, to remind one another that, that you are our, our, our only hope, that it is through your son, Jesus Christ, that, that we have hope. And as the church, we are the hope to the world. We are the ones that, that shine the light of Jesus Christ to the world around us. And it's through our faith that we are counted as righteous. It is through our faith that you justify us, Father. So thank you for that this morning. Thank you so much for the love and the hope that you offer us. Father, we come before you and we surrender and we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info 
at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.